0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second season of of For the Love of Books podcast, featuring Indian small press authors and their events with host Emma Polova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Daxhaven, The Low Ledger, and Modern History Press for their support of Michigan authors. Today, I will be chatting with Victor Walkman, who is the publisher of the UP Reader. Victor is the current president of the Upper Michigan Publishers and Authors Association and senior editor at Modern History Press.
1: Hello, Victor.
0: How are you on this hot summer day?
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to stay cool down here in, in beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan, where the temperature is well above 90.
0: Yep, it's hot in West Michigan too. Okay, so tell us why? Can't you be a youper? I like that fun line about
1: you. Oh, well, uh, I, I heard a lecture from uh, John Smolens, who is a professor at Northern Michigan University, He's written half a dozen popular novels. And he said, you know, I've lived in the UP 12 years and I know I'm not a youper. So I took from that that uh, youpers are, are born, not made. Definitely.
0: They have a culture of their own.
1: Yeah, although I suppose you could them? you could marry into a Upper family, then you might be Upper. I mean, yeah. there's there's probably different ways. You can... What do they call
0: <laughs> us? They call us the... trolls, right? Yes. 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 We're proud to be trolls <laughs> of the Lower Peninsula. Okay, let's talk about the UP Reader. It's a nice hefty publication. Of what all is in this publication? Tell us.
1: Well, the, the publication comes from the members of the Upper Peninsula Publishers and Authors Association. Every year, um, anyone who's a member can submit any kind of story, a poem, a memoir, even science fiction. We get, we'll take any kind of story, and it goes through our judging panel. And then the following April, uh, a new issue of the UP Reader comes out. So we have typically between 30 and 50 contributing writers from uh, all over the UP. And uh, it's a really unique perspective on a unique land.
0: It definitely is. What were some of the early challenges in pulling this off, this uh, huge publication? And at first I thought it was only a magazine and you said that it's bigger.
1: We get that a lot because of the large format, librarians sometimes mistake it for a magazine. And since it's an annual, it sort of has a periodical feel to it. Uh, But the first issue was rather small. I think it was probably about half the size of the uh, UP reader number six, which you're holding. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was all the brainchild of of Michael Clausen, who's uh, a UP author and historian uh, for 35 years. And he said, you know, we have great writers in our membership and across the UP, why don't we have an annual anthology? (laughs) And uh, Tyler Tischler, who was the president at the time, uh, green lighted it. And I said, well, uh, I'll take it on, I'll publish it and I can arrange it so that the, the UPA, the nonprofit doesn't have any costs so the, the, the organization will only benefit from the royalties and it'll be a net win for everyone. And that was six years ago. <laughs> and, and Six volumes, I go, wow. So the, what, go ahead. One of my favorite things, we started with volume two, is the inclusion of the Dandelion Cottage Award winners. Now, these are kids from across the UP grades five through twelve and they submit their stories mm-hmm. and their stories are, are uh, graded by a separate jury. And they have a uh, first, second, third prizes. Uh, they get cash prizes and they get their work published in the UP reader right along the side, the adults. So they get you know equal opportunity. And, uh, and the, the first place winner gets uh, a traveling trophy for the school, kind of like the Stanley cup of writing. <laughs> And it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. The kids really love it. And we're, we're making the next generation of writers. It may be the most important thing that we do.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. So what is the main purpose of this publication?
1: It's kind of to expose it, it two levels, like the, the, the people who live in the UP, uh, that there are great writers and then they can participate And it's also for people outside the UP to expose them to the UP culture and traditions and language and stuff. And, you know, we hear from uh, people who, you know, who were maybe born in the UP and have been gone for 10, 20, 30 years and they discover UP Reader and then it brings them right back home. So, you know, it's got sort of an internal mission within the UP and an external mission to to show uh, show us off to the world. And we do it, uh, you know, in paperback, in hardcover. We have all the ebook formats covered. Anywhere you can buy ebooks, and starting two years ago, we have audiobooks. So uh, wherever you are, whatever your lifestyle, there's a UP reader for you.
0: What do you feel you did right with this publication?
1: Uh, we're, I'm happy about how inclusive it is. Mm-hmm. We're able to accept upwards of 90% of the writing that comes in. So Mm -hmm. really it gives people who might have to fight really hard to get in print. There aren't a lot of uh, periodicals or anthologies going around the UP. So Mm -hmm. unless, besides the Marquette Monthly, which is difficult to get into, uh, we provide an an opportunity, sort of a training wheels if you will, for for young writers and, and to encourage them to go on to bigger projects because we have a 5,000 word limit. Uh, the other thing I feel, you know, we did right, we, we work hard to keep the, the price of the publication reasonable because we know, you know, economic conditions are tough in the UP, they always have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we kind of price it for our market as best we can. And uh, we also, uh, we it as many copies as we can to libraries around the UP which isn't as hard as it sounds, because there's a group called the Superior Land Library Co-op that uh, coordinates uh, 45 different libraries in, in Upper Michigan. Mm-hmm. We send okay. them a box of books, and they ask their librarians who wants a copy, and, and out they go. So we're getting them into the community.
0: What, is, what kind of a feedback are you getting back from the community, from the communities in the UP?
1: Uh, well, mainly, uh, I mean, I work with uh, Evelyn Gothu, who is the amazing uh, director of the Crystal Falls uh, District Community Library, and she's been a huge, huge supporter of ours. Uh, also, you know, the people at the library co-op, but mainly how we hear back is through, through Amazon reviews, and okay. people just, they, they, they love it. Um, mm-hmm. There's the variety of the stories. My personal favorite stories are sort of the crazy things that happened when I was growing up. You know, my dad took the boat out in Lake Superior when everybody knew it was a bad idea, but we survived, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing.
0: So there are humor pieces, right?
1: Oh yeah, we have uh, uh, lots of humor submissions. I mean, uh, Larry Beege has been sending us humor stories for years. And uh, some of them, the genres are kind of hard to classify, but uh, mm-hmm. we definitely get a lot of humor, a lot of uh, personal stories and uh, just interesting contemporary fiction.
0: Yeah. what would you have done differently and why?
1: Oh, good question. Uh, differently. Well, you know, although I like the large format of the book because it's it's we can pack a lot of stuff in it and Mm -hmm. it helps keep the the cost of the book down. Yeah. But uh, we find it hard to get shelf space in a library because the oversized books kind of go to a ghetto Uh you know, because they're not as easily shelved. And sometimes bookstores mistake us for a magazine. So, you know, maybe I would have gone for a conventional sort of six by nine trim. we would have probably had to cut maybe 20 or 30% of our writers, uh, you know, Ooh. because a 200 page book in six by nine can only hold 60,000 words. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and we're up around uh, this 90,000 words. So Oh, okay. everything has trade-offs. That's the yeah. nature of this business.
0: Yeah. So what have you learned about yourself on this incredible UP reader journey?
1: Well, this is an old aphorism that says, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. <laughs> All right, I was already a busy person.
0: <laughs> I, <that>. I, didn't,
1: <laughs> I didn't need another project, but uh, it really has brought me closer to uh, a lot of writers. And in fact, I mean, I never intended to do this, right? But I'm a publisher and then some of the writers have approached me about their novel length works as a result, so it's helped me uh, really build a relationship with writers in the UP that I wouldn't have otherwise. Excellent. And if I'm going to be the president of the, the UP Publishers and Authors Association, it sure would make my job easier if I was on speaking terms with some of the writers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what is next for the UP reader and for the Authors Association?
1: Well, uh, the highlight of the Authors Association is always our uh, spring conference that happens the first Saturday in, in June in in Marquette. Uh, we just polished off a great one. It was our first uh, post pandemic conference, and and people just raved about it. Uh, the next one will be have featuring Marty Ashatz, uh, who was a former uh, UP poet laureate. He's a very famous poet in in Marquette, so that'll be a, a great feature for for next summer. And uh, coming up in September, we have sort of our, our salute to the end of summer picnic, which is always the first Saturday uh, after uh, Labor Day in in Marquette. It'll be a, a fun time for everyone there. And uh, basically, we we just keep our we keep our programs running. We'll be accepting submissions for UP Reader number seven, lucky seven. Uh, all ah. the way up until November fifteenth, mm-hmm. uh, twenty twenty-two. That's yeah. the current year, I hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we'll start the judging process. I'm going to be one of the judges. <laughs> one of the judges for the next one, so I'll get to read everything uh, before it comes out, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, whether you write poems or short stories or we even take photographic submissions, although usually if there's a story to go with them.
0: Okay, would you like to read to us, Victor? Like about three minutes, because we're limited on time. We started a little bit
1: later. Sure. that's fine. This is kind of a deeply personal. I'm reading from uh, page eight here of the UP Reader, volume six. Uh, the story is called The Freshman and It's a look back at my life 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's kind of frightening, but here we go. Wow. All right. September third, 1982, I arrived as a newly minted freshman at Michigan Technological University in Houghton at the tender age of 18 years, three months, and two days. My love affair with the UP began about four years earlier. When I had attended, a week-long summer camp at MTU for teenagers known as the Summer Youth Program. It was the same year I had learned the basics of computer programming in the eighth grade. Although we lived in the suburbs of Detroit, our family was staying with friends in northern Michigan, so it was only another five hours from thereabouts to Houghton. I remember the campus was nearly deserted except for us teenagers and the instructors, often high school teachers from the local area supplementing their summer income. We were all in the smallest, coziest of dorms, Douglas Houghton Hall, built in 1939 with the traditional communal bathrooms and a dining hall furnished in ancient hardwoods. I immersed myself in learning the Fortran and computer language and writing programs on the IBM key punches in the basement of the Electrical Engineering Resource Center, a building where I would years later spend many hours in pursuit of a degree in computer science. It was the time of my life, freedom to learn, and a small modicum of independence. It was heady stuff. The next 12 months, I started a very small paper route with the goal of earning enough to cover next year's week-long summer youth program, which for tuition, room, and board, which I think was in the neighborhood of $250 back then. The second summer, a week in July 1978, was just as glorious as I got to learn the basics of machine language, this time on microcomputers the size of an adding machine, (laughs) instead of the school's massive mainframe. I had no trouble hanging out with the other kids and even made a friend for a week. I remember the RA chiding me for spending too much time reading textbooks in my room. Anyway, my fate was sealed by then. I would attend MTU and earn my degree in computer science. Everything I did for the next four years was in service of that goal. Being a kid from a working class family in a rich person's suburb, it was always clear in high school who had money and who didn't. Those who didn't seem to have no chance whatsoever with winning a girlfriend. So I can say without reservation that I never even tried to strike up a conversation. I liked my crushes to be silent and therefore immune from rejection. I moved through the school with nary a ripple as the lack of photos in the yearbooks will attest. I only applied to one school, MTU, despite a flurry of letters from other institutions in the Midwest After my PSAT, SAT and ACT were all said and done. In those days, there was neither online applications nor any kind of master application that could be transmitted to dozens of institutions with a single mouse click. In fact, mice were still years away, much less an internet. Also, I don't remember ever having a conversation with my parents about what schools they could afford. We never talked about money, period. So I figured a state school was the way to go. Anyway, the Ivy League was incomprehensible to me. And then there was the money thing. So that nine or 10 page application was sent along with transcripts and eventual, eventually the acceptance letter came. I think that's a good place to end.
0: Yeah, very interesting. You remind <laughs> me of my
1: own career. Oh, I really? hated that
0: computer programming, that Fortran. <laughs> oh my god. I studied civil engineering at the oh. Technical University of Bernal.
1: So you just had to do like a couple semesters.
0: No, know, I have a degree in civil stuff. engineering.
1: I mean, the, the, comp- the computer programming was just one or oh, two. Oh, yeah, steps. just for
0: credit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, would you like to announce the details of your book giveaway of the UP Reader?
1: Sure. Uh, the first person who sends an email to me, uh, Victor, V I C T O R, at L H Press.com, that's Ella's and Larry, ages in hotel, P R E S S.com, with the subject line, uh, up reader no, giveaway will receive an autographed copy by me personally of up reader issue number six
0: excellent and now party shots you go first victor you're my guest
1: oh uh, what do you love most about the up me
0: yeah i love the lakes Definitely the lakes that UP is surrounded by Lake Superior and all the other, I love the lakes, that's what I like about UP.
1: You, how about, what do you like about UP? It's the sense of community, you can't get that down here. I tried to join a Southeastern Michigan Writers Association, complete disaster. I tried to start my own writing group, complete disaster. But in the UP, you know, people are used to helping each other and everyone, our conference works so well because everyone does their part. And it's just, just amazing. Uh, Later in the book, in the story, I didn't get to, I talk about breaking down on on US2 at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. At the end of December. And I don't know, I thought we were going to die. You know, we're 40 miles walk to the next town, no cell Mm -hmm. phones, nothing. And then up comes this guy in a big pickup truck. He pulls up, connects the winch, winches us out in, I don't know, 90 seconds. I was gobsmacked. You know, I I got out my wallet and I said, here's everything I have, $15. Thanks so much. That kind of stuff just happens every day. That's amazing.
0: But they have to be that close knit in order
1: to survive. Exactly. It, it, it's, it's a survival thing, but it's, it's beautiful. It works. It, oh, I love Upper Venezuela.
0: All right. My Parting Shots. Buy indie, read indie, and write indie. Why not ex- explore small presses like Modern History Press to tell your story? Read your local newspaper for inspiration. Support your local Michigan authors. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.